0: Hey fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just $0.80 a square foot. 80 cents a square foot that's incredible that's three rooms of hardwood laminate or waterproof starting under 350 dollars at floors to your home and you can get it right now we have over 1200 styles in stock floors to your home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in indiana I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations: Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors Your Home. That's who.
1: Colts win yesterday, twenty two nineteen. And joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Line, wondering what in the hell is going on. ESPN.com Colts beat writer Stephen Holder. Stephen, I want to start right here. So many things went right yesterday. Obviously, the biggest is getting the win in overtime, but in terms of getting a win no quarterback controversy everybody truly understands even the fans that anthony richardson when healthy should be the starting quarterback chris ballard gets justified on paying matt gay as much money as he did as a free agent this offseason and arguably the best free agent signing of the chris ballard era and with zach moss two straight weeks of being a difference maker running the football yet you still understand that if healthy and able to come back, you welcome Jonathan Taylor back here. I mean, really, even in a discombobulated at times game, a lot of things went right for this Colts team yesterday.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were times I'm sitting there in the press box in Baltimore watching this game, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to win this game. I mean, <laughs> they can't get out of their own way. They just – they offensively, they just didn't seem fluid – they're just – I mean, it was just there – were, there were so many reasons they shouldn't have won the game, but I think ultimately they made the plays that it took to win. You know, like they didn't play great, and I don't think either team played great. I don't think Baltimore is sitting there feeling like like they did a good job. You know, they, they had many opportunities to win that game. It really just boiled down to, as Shane Steichen said earlier today, I, I think it was plays like, for example – the end of the first half where Minshew gets blindsided by Kyle Kyle Hamilton because, you know, I'm sure they were really surprised
1: Kyle Hamilton was blitzing again, apparently. (laughs) They look surprised. The reaction would say that they're surprised, yeah, or lack (laughs) thereof. They
2: shouldn't have been surprised is what I'm saying. And so, anyhow, he gets blindsided, fumbles, and I've got to tell you, I mean, Shane Steichen talked about it earlier today. Quinton Nelson, the hustle play of the year, okay, to get over there and knock the ball out of the defender's hands as he's trying to scoop and score. I'm telling you, if that happens, it's probably curtains. Because I mean, that that touchdown would have been a yeah. big difference. It, and nothing else. Uh, the Col- excuse me, the Ravens would have had uh, first and ten uh, around the forty yard line going in. You know, with 27 seconds to go. So, anyhow, it, it really is plays like that. And and they made some really clutch plays on defense. The kind of clutch plays that we have been waiting to see more regularly from this team, I don't think we can say it's it's a habit yet. It's, it's one game. But I think if that's the beginning of something, then there's something there. I think defense is for real. I mean, you can't win a game like that without – a terrific effort from your defense because your offense didn't do enough to win. Okay. Let's, let's just put it out there. The offense did not do enough to win and that's fine. I mean, they played a backup quarterback, but, but Matt gay needing to kick four kicks of 50 yards or longer tells you that the offense did not perform well because that was as far as they could drive the football.
1: And that's why he's here. That's exactly why he's here.
2: Yeah. So anyway, they're an imperfect team. Okay. Let's, no, don't get it twisted. They are a flawed team. They got a lot of issues, but the arrow's up. I see some good things.
1: Stephen Holder of ESPN.com with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Podline. I felt compelled to ask you this because I haven't brought it up yet today, but among. Games we have witnessed in the past that, shall we say, would be oddly officiated. That yesterday seemed to be, to me, at the top of the list. you agree?
2: There was a lot going on. (laughs) There was a lot going on. And I think at the top of the list is the scenario at the end of regulation where Lamar Jackson gets sacked by Quiddy Pay. I just detailed this. It's on my Twitter feed. I got the film of it. And here's a couple of things. Number one. So Pay. I think there's, uh, I'd have to look at it, but I think there's maybe a minute left. Um, and Pay runs him down from behind. It's a sack. It's ruled on the field down by contact. Lamar right. tries to flick the ball out of bounds to get a, you know, to, to throw it away. Now they rule his knee is down. So it, the throwaway doesn't count. Now here's the thing. They go and they review that to see if his knee's down. That sounds reasonable. Okay. Here's the problem. As far as I can tell, down by contact is not reviewable. Now, that's a booth review. It wasn't a challenge, but I don't think that changes whether or not you can or, or cannot review something. So they reviewed a play that they weren't supposed to review. Stop the clock, by the way, because the sack keeps the clock rolling. They stop the clock. They review the thing that they're not supposed to review. <laughs> and then they give them the ball and say, okay, go ahead and snap the ball. Whenever you're ready, you're, you're good. So what happens the the Ravens have two or three more plays. They get in position to kick that 61 yard field goal and just, you know, the football gods uh, had Justin Tucker somehow missed that thing, but that could have been the game, literally the game. And so, yeah, the, the Colts were really flabbergasted about that one. So, but I don't think that was the only play. I mean, there were a lot of. Well, I mean,
1: quitty Pay, quitty Pay had a face mask that wasn't called. Um, yeah, EJ yeah, EJ Speed sure. clearly interfilled, or interfered. I should say was had a good hook and hold going on there with a the play he made as well. So I I, I thought I wasn't well, I got saying a counterpoint on that. I got a it,
2: counterpoint on the EJ Speed, and play. And, you,
1: and you can't. I just thought that it was
2: it was <laughs> yeah, oddly it was officiated.
1: It it seemed like that they let a crap load go to me yesterday.
2: That's fair. I think that is fair. And, and that's why maybe the, the EJ speed play was not out of the, the norm for that particular game. Uh, I thought it was a bang, a little bit bang, bang. He was maybe early, but I think in the situation, I don't think you can necessarily count on getting that call. You know, I'm talking about last minute game on the line. Over time, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna kind of swallow the whistle in those situations, you know, when it's when it's close. And I think that one was close. I think calling it would I wouldn't have protested or anything, but uh, but I'm not surprised they didn't call it. But anyhow, to your point, yeah, there was a lot going on from an officiating perspective in that game, and it was also just kind of a messy game too, you know, there was a lot of just a, a lot of like. Uh, there wasn't a lot of clean play in that game. I guess is what I'm saying. So you know, maybe that that kind of day. I suppose.
1: Stephen Holder, ESPN.com, Colts over the Ravens yesterday, and at two and one and leading the AFC South, we'll uh, get to Rams coming up here on Sunday at one o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. Stevens via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Yeah, I mentioned this too, and I, I haven't at all done a deep dive on this and it's one game and this is just how we react sometimes, but, mm-hmm. um, Matt Gay, um, as of right now, as of that game yesterday, as good a free agent signing as, as Ballard has had, I think a lot of people would agree with that statement right now, even with a small thumbnail sketch of a career so far Dindy. You
2: know, I always thought that they would be a team that had some trouble you know, really lighting up the scoreboard this year. I mean, even even when Anthony Richardson plays, I mean, you know, he's he's still learning. It's going to be a process. You know, I don't think they... I, I never envisioned them being some team that was going to, you know, put up 30 points a, a game or something. So I always thought that that Matt Gay might have a chance to have a big impact. Look, we know what the other end of that can be. Okay, we saw it early last season. We know what what can happen... When you have close games and you can't count on your kicker. I mean, there were times in that, that Houston opener last season where, I mean, Frank Reich had to basically coach around his kicker. I mean, that's that's a terrible place to be. So they are now in a situation where the coach doesn't really have to be overly aggressive at times you know, because he can count on the kicker to, to make the kicks. And so that is everything man that that especially in a game like that that won't that won't work for every game, okay but if your defense is playing the way it was yesterday, you know sometimes a kicker you know having a a big day can be enough. so I wouldn't count on it working every week but but sometimes you play one of those you know wet games where it's a defensive struggle and and points are hard to come by you know if you, you if you ugly up the game, you know, that's where your kicker can come in big for you.
1: Were you getting ready to carve out a story that had the uh a lot of references to Gardner Minshew stepping out of the back of the end zone? <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean it was good. It, it was almost like that worked around. out. It,
1: tell you. Yeah, the way the the way the, the way the clock was reset and the way ultimately Baltimore handled that, it was almost yeah. like it, it I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. You know, <laughs> you <could> actually <laughs> it's argue just actually weird, I know. And I'm not I mean, sitting look, here getting all stoked up and smoking some up right here or anything like that. It's kind of what the way yeah. that it felt at home watching it.
2: No, you're right. And, and look, they, they so then they go and they kick it, and they were you know they were trying to figure out like, can we on? I guess you can onside.
1: Yeah. Kick, um,
2: on, on the free kick. I, I can't lie. But, I
1: kind of wanted to see how that would work too, but
2: I have no idea how you do that. But apparently, it's there's a way to do it. Now, the odds of it succeeding. Are probably minimal if if not nil okay, but apparently that is within the rules uh here's the thing, so they just they they just kick the thing, and just punt it down there, and they fair catch it and so you know that was not a great decision you know from all from all appearances so it, it did work out there's no doubt about it but i i I also think the the colts while while the colts did get some good fortune they made some plays there that I think you can build on in terms of like, when you talk about trying to build a winning culture and, you know, Shane Steichen was asked about this today, you know, they, they didn't win a lot last year. And I think, you know, the, the sometimes the line is so thin, you know, between winning and losing. Like I talked about that play with Quentin Nelson earlier and, and just the, the kinds of plays like, like Quiddy, Quiddy pay hustling. And running down Lamar Jackson, you know those kinds of things. I mean, the play's going away from you in a case like that, right? Maybe you, maybe maybe you just let up a little bit. and You're like, this ain't my play, you know. This, this is for somebody else to make. And he keeps coming, and he and he gets him, and he, he sacks him from behind. I mean, probably the fastest quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, again, there was some there was some nonsensical stuff going on, and they got some breaks and all of that. But they also made some of their breaks too. So I give them credit.
1: Um, Stephen Holder is with us. Michael Pittman Jr. with an incredible catch as his helmet was being ripped off his head. Um, And on the other hand, Alec Pierce, listen, there was a play on the ball made there. It would have been a fantastic catch. Is that one that you look back where because his hands would have been on it? Who knows if, if he'd have come down in bounds or not, but... Because he got his hands on it, is that one that you absolutely have to have? And how you view Alec Pierce to this point? Now, which one are we talking about? The, 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 one, late, on the, the side, one late, the one late in the game, where it was there it, it was a play in the ball may I think yeah. the defender actually got his hands in there and kind of knocked it away, but everybody oh, was telling you. me how they felt he should have caught that, and I just kind of wondered what you th- what you thought about that moment and what you thought yeah. about his level of play to this point because clearly they need more.
2: Clearly, it would have been a tough. It would have been a tough catch. Yeah. Okay, let's establish that would have been a tough catch. I think this is one of those cases where you can, you can just say it's cliche, but you can say the other guys get paid too. And, and that was sometimes just the way it goes. I think that's one of those. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make a spectacular play. And, and the, the good ones do. They just do. I mean, Michael Pittman's play, different type of situation. No one got a hand on the ball necessarily. But uh, those high-pressure situations where you're under duress – You know, can you come up with the football? I I think when you are truly, you know, a, you know, a a top tier guy, you you make those catches. Look, I'm a big Michael Pittman guy. Let me just go on the record and say that this is not new for me. I've always thought that I I do think that it's fair to quibble about whether he's a number one or number two. And I think his, his experience so far in his career with, with quarterbacks have have impacted you know how he has performed and how we perceive him. I think that's true. So I don't know if he were if he were in Cincinnati or Buffalo or somewhere else, would he have you know sort of established himself more as a number one? It's possible. I think that's very possible. but we, you know we don't know that's a that's a hypothetical. All I can say though is we can argue about that, but what we cannot argue about is whether this guy has heart and whether this guy has toughness. He is, I think, the kind of player... I don't care what you categorize him as. It doesn't matter. I don't give a damn. You just want him on your team. You want him on your team. Because he is going to make... The plays that that some guys are scared to make, frankly. So I give him a lot of credit. He he helped them big time yesterday.
1: Stephen Holder joins us. I brought this up, and then a little bit of pushback on it in terms of Isaiah McKenzie um, and that whole fiasco of not fielding yeah. the punt. But that was during the game uh, and late in the game, as we saw, that was that disastrous. The possession that ended with Minshew stepping out of out of the back of the end zone, which actually worked out considering the direction they were going. I think that would also had a couple of uh, Brayden Smith miscues in it as well, and we can speak to that in a moment. But I am curious, does it seem to you with Daryl Baker Jr., and even prior to that, a guy that cleared waivers today, Deion Jackson, who was the week one starter in the backfield for the Colts, does Shane Steichen, is he showing everybody a level of accountability that rarely we saw from Frank Reich? Is that a fair statement?
2: Um, Kind of, kind of. Now, I don't want to go too far with it. And here's why. Because those guys, I don't think were ever intended to be starters. They, they were asked easily replaceable
1: as is what you're saying here.
2: Well, I mean, look, take Deion Jackson, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. It was supposed to be Zach Moss all along. And obviously, and really then he came back a week
1: later, that. which made that easy, that decision easier. Yeah. Ultimately
2: it was supposed to be Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, De- Deion Jackson's number three. He was, he was at best. He was number three. And then certainly they had other options and that would have sorted itself out. But I think what you had there was two guys who were put in positions. They, they should not have been in Deion Jackson wasn't really, I think capable of, of carrying the load of number one running back. And Darrell Baker wasn't a starting corner so i think they they corrected those two things so is it is it accountability or is it just uh we have better options and we're going to play them I, I think it was that you know and frankly look, juju brents is a high second round pick i mean he should win that he should i think it just it was going to take time and and thankfully for for juju and for the colt's sake you know he has he has come along uh, that was a great debut for him you know we, we need to see him in a more you know, a more traditional game with, you know, where, where there's, you know, more of a drop back passer. And, you know, Lamar was kind of all over the place yesterday, but so we'll see, he'll get tested more in the weeks to come. But I, I think that's a big game for his confidence yesterday uh, with, with Juju Brents. Well, what I'll say though, going back to your original question about accountability, I, again, I think this is really just a, a matter of like, those guys shouldn't have been in there to begin with, but I also do think it it still probably gets people's attention on the roster, you know. Uh, I don't think it went unnoticed. Let's put it that way, and and you understand that you got to step up. So, I don't think that's ever a bad thing.
1: That's Stephen Holder of ESPN, ESPN.com, dot com, writes for Gutting the Colts via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What was um? I guess this is twofold here. You can explain it however you feel comfortable. The the reason why it took a couple of weeks for Juju Brentz to become activated, meaning they had trust in him being out there because I mean, yesterday he kind of performed to a level in which you thought okay, why wasn't he out there before? So what was going on there behind the scenes?
2: Well, I I think they liked how the other guys practiced throughout training camp and and how they performed in in the preseason and they they thought, you know, look, let's let's not give the rookie too much too soon. I I understand that on some level. I do. I, I think it if you have the luxury, that's great. But I I thought last week it was very clear they did not have that luxury. Now, they were able to overcome that and win in spite of it last week. But you know, I, I, I'm just glad they, they realized it and and dealt with the situation. But all I can tell you is I, I would say for Juju Brents, it really was just time on task. You know, he, he missed so much time in the off season and training camp. And I think that, that position – there is a lot to learn, uh, particularly and I don't know what style of coverages they played uh, on his college team necessarily, but there are a lot of rules that you have to understand, you know, if this then that and and, and those things take time, you know, to, to really understand and, and react on the fly and 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 also while they're trying to disguise coverages and all these kinds of things. So, you know, they're asking a lot of these these cornerbacks and that's really what it boils down to. They just they didn't want to put him out there before he was before he was ready. But I think two things happened. There was a need. They had to fast track him and number 2, uh he caught up quickly enough that they felt comfortable enough to put him out there. So it all worked out.
1: So Zach Moss has been really good uh, again, the last two weeks and, and been as to me, as crucial as any portion of this Colts team and their two wins this season. However, once you clear next week with the Rams, what do you think ultimately is going to happen? I, I can't get past the fact to where I, the alternative has to be his return right? And getting John back Taylor, in the swing yeah. of things yeah. regarding, yeah, regarding Jonathan, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. to a point now where to say he, and I think everybody understands no, no, I'm talking about Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. But no, I mean, he, I mean, that's, that is, like, this, that's going to be the only solution here, right? And then, what do you expect? What do you expect decision-wise there to be? Again, we got to go and fast forward past the Rams game. You know, end of the week leading up to. I believe that being a Titans home date as well. But what's your expectation? Happens here.
2: I expect that he's going to get out there and start practicing at some point in the near future. I mean, Shane Steichen was asked about it today, and he he kind of reiterated what he has said and and said it. I thought him pretty clear terms. He said, you know, look, Jonathan Taylor will be coming off pretty soon here in the next couple of weeks and and we'll get him going. So that's the intent on the Colts side. We know that. Uh, I, I think from Jonathan Taylor's perspective, look, I haven't talked to him, but I think he's at a point where number one, I mean, he may still want to get traded, but I don't know. If, I don't know if that option's even still on the table and I'm not even talking about, whether the Colts are willing to do it, which is another question. I'm just talking about where do you go? The the team that was most interested, we know who that team was. That team scored 70 points yesterday and ran for 300 yards. The Miami Dolphins. I mean, what is that? This is the NFL, first of all. Can Can we just talk about this for 10 seconds? Sure. 70 points in the NFL?
1: Yeah, 70. 70. Like Uh,
2: mid major college football
1: talent. And then your coach, before everything gets started uh, in this this season and training camp, you know, says, hey, you know, it was the worst coaching job in the NFL a year ago and Nathaniel Hackett. And, that, I mean, hey, is I'm that that's,
2: like right now? Saying how you like me now? Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: and and it's not like he's doing great either right now with no. the Jets. I'm sure, but but what you're saying that that's shit that's karma just getting your ass right there, isn't it? Oh, if you're Sean
2: Payton, don't don't give karma a chance, buddy. Come on, <laughs> it always wins. Yes, man, always. So and look, I mean, I don't know Sean Payton personally, but like you know. He yeah has he rubbed people the wrong way over the, over the years for sure right he's really spirited guy really competitive you know he's got some edge to him so <laughs> you know, there there may be some people out there who enjoyed that i don't know i'm i'm not one of them i don't i'm in, i'm agnostic about the whole thing i'm just saying it's kind of interesting
1: I, I didn't watch it were they running it up or what i mean did they no, just they just great. have to score
2: Dude, the backup quarterback threw a, a sixty-yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what's he doing throwing sixty yards? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know.
2: I'd... Like a homecoming game. Yeah, come on. I mean, anyway, so that's the team that was that was most interested in trading for Jonathan Taylor. Okay, like, I mean, on what scenario would you see them giving up anything of value now? Yeah. And I got to tell you, I mean, I still think obviously it's not even a question. I mean, Jonathan Taylor would be. It, w- it would be just wildly successful in that offense. But, I mean, Mike McDaniel, he's, his run schemes are so good that, I mean, he's got running, Rahe- he's got running most out here running for, you know, running for ridiculous yardage and A-chain. And, I mean, like, they're doing fine. So, I mean, their running backs, to their credit, have really responded. They heard that that chatter too, okay, just to be clear. they They knew about that chatter about Jonathan Taylor and they've responded. So give them credit. And uh, no, I, I think the Dolphins are probably thinking we're just fine. So I don't know where Jonathan Taylor goes. If, if the trade, if his trade request is something he still wants to see come to fruition, that's fine. But um, I don't know where the options are. So that that's where I think he may just have to say, all right, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to ball out and then we'll see what happens. And, and I don't know. I, I just, I just think it at minimum we kick the can down the road to the spring and then we figure this stuff out then I suppose but but at some point he's got to play. Yeah.
1: So are we um uh, as of Wednesday will be a week away from hearing from Jonathan Taylor?
2: Oh, I don't know about that, but I I, I would tell you that once he's activated My first question to the Colts is okay. Well, uh, when's when's the uh, when's the presser?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I would assume, right? When 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 would you expect him to be? I'm I'm just suggesting that to me. Yeah. When's that expectation? I said a week from Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. He comes. When does he officially come off PUP? Is that Uh, he he can be as of Monday. He can be. It's up to them. Okay.
2: Can be activated as of Monday, it it doesn't happen automatically. Let's be clear. All right. So this is important. It doesn't happen automatically. Uh, He can stay on pup next week, the week after that, the week after that, and he can stay on pup indefinitely, uh, but they have to activate you. That is a a conscious decision that the team has to make. So what they do at that point is uh, you are, you're given uh, what it's called a, um, an exemption, so he's actually not on the active roster initially. They give you the, the exemption where you can practice. And then once you're ready to play, then you activate the guy. So that's how that works. So he won't technically, if I recall correctly how this works, you won't technically be on the active roster, but you can practice right now. He cannot practice by rule. He can't, he can't participate in practice. Once they uh, start that, that, uh, uh, that period, uh, then he can practice and, and then the team can evaluate him and see whether he's ready to play. And at that point they activate him. So, yeah, I, I think what we should say to be accurate is that as of Monday, he's eligible to practice and then it's up to them when they want to activate him, they can activate him Monday, but I'm just saying, the first hurdle is get in practice and then let's see what you look like. And then we go from there.
1: I know Shane Steichen said earlier today to you guys that both Kelly and Richardson still in concussion protocol. Um, What's your expectation of clearance of that? And then I guess even after that, more importantly as well, to get to Sunday and playing, getting back to practice?
2: Well, I'm, I'm less certain about Kelly, but I have every expectation that Anthony Richardson will be out there on Wednesday practicing. Now he may be limited because he's still got to check those boxes. You know where when you're returning from a concussion, there are there's protocol that you have to go through. So whatever, but um, I, I have every expectation that he'll play on Sunday. I mean that's not a promise, right? I mean it's still a a concussion situation and it's neurological and and you know they've got to check all those boxes. So that will still have to happen, and and, I, and none of us have any control over that, and no, none of us can predict that. But but he's doing well from all indications, and I feel pretty good about him uh, playing on Sunday. Look, I mean, he, he made the trip. So, you know, he, he took the flight home, the flight out to Baltimore and all that. I mean, I've seen guys with bad concussions, and I hesitate to even, like, speculate on these things because what is a bad concussion versus a mild concussion? I don't even think we know. But but there have certainly been guys who have had, you know, severe concussions and you didn't see them for a while in, in some cases. You know, Anthony was at the facility last Tuesday working on the game plan like he was going to play on Sunday. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's a guy who was business as usual almost to some degree, you know, early in the week before they, I, I think it appears at least, you know, kind of made the decision to be conservative and keep him out.
1: Well, at least they're not going to have to match up defensively against the invisible. Apparently, Kyle Hamilton. Like yesterday, he was just running around invisible.
2: I've never seen Kyle Hamilton. I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> I, <mean, no. laughs> I just—he had three sacks, but no one saw him.
1: Apparently, and flying all over the place. Well, he's—it's it, going to be weird. They—they they lose, but there's no way he's not defensive player of the week in the NFL, right?
2: Right. Exactly. And, you know, so. I do think though that it'll be interesting to see whether teams can. Can use that kind of tactic against Anthony Richardson. Not because he's so much smarter and he'll see the blitz. I mean, he may or may not. I don't know. But my point is, there's just more. The, the, the Colts have more options when he's in the game in terms of how they conduct themselves with RPO or read option or what have you. Uh, when it's going to be straight drop back or handoff, as it is with Gardner Minshew, there's no option C. You know what I'm saying? So if you're the defense, it's a more predictable situation. And I think you can you can send that pressure like that. I'm not saying they won't blitz Anthony Richardson. I mean, teams already have. But I, I just don't think it's going to be – I don't think they'll be as liberal, or at least they have to think about it, you know? So it'll be interesting to see. You know, because you, you typically want to really pressure young quarterbacks and throw a lot at them. But, you know, this guy, you know, he gives you something to think about too.
1: Appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll catch, catch you next Monday and see where we are regarding going down the path, the Jonathan Taylor possibilities. Steven, I appreciate you. Okay, you got it. Hey, fans! Want new flooring and want it now? March
0: is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right, Brian? Con? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock, and we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to fifty percent off those big box stores, but for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just eighty cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That too.